Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to our podcast, Three Idiots in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're here to talk about season two, episode one, In My Time of Dying. But first, how are we doing today? Pretty good. I um, had my first class that I'm teaching at the local art center. That's right. Oh. Your first art class was today. Yep. There were two people signed up. And nice. only one person showed up. Oh. <laughs> it was a little disappointing, oh. but it was still fine. Okay. Okay. We still, I mean, we when, like started the project. It was great, but I mean, it'll give us a lot more like one-on-one time to talk about like the project and what uh, she wants to do with it. And I did text the other person and they were like, I lost track of time and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Well, they're paying right. for Are it. You, yeah, they're paying. You already paid for it. So I get like... Show up or not, I guess. Uh, well, <laughs> at least you have a student. I have one student. Yeah. <laughs> and she's enthusiastic, so. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good that you had fun with your single student. Yeah. <laughs> My day, I woke up and I ate and I did my supernatural homework. Went out with mom. We had some lunch. To McDonald's. Yeah, and I left my phone in mom's car. So, yep. so you're without a phone <laughs> without right now. A phone. Oops. Um, I was gonna use my phone to, as a reference, uh, for photos. So I wasn't gonna do Inktober this month because that's another thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I have to because of, it's, uh, an assignment for art class this year. Oh. So. I have to keep up with every day, and I haven't been very good with that, so I gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you gonna do NaNoWriMo this year? No. Nope. Are, are you gonna do, do NaNoWriMo? Have you, no. Have, have you done NaNoWriMo? Yeah, I did it once in did, did high you, school. Did you successful? Yes, I was. Good? Yeah, full 50,000. Hey! It makes no sense. and Never does. And it was... <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's the point, is just write a lot yeah, for no reason. It was full of like, hey, can you help me practice this Shakespeare play? Yeah. Well, let's add some Shakespeare lines. <laughs> padding, padding out, uh, padding out the, the word count. Hey, with, I with... have this song stuck in my head. Yeah, Here are all the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I gotta go shopping. Man. <laughs> let's, what let's, do I need? Let's, let's look at our grocery list. This hey. is what I need. What do you need? Hmm. Hey, do you remember the Declaration of Independence? No? <laughs> let's practice let's, memorizing it. Yeah. Let's say the first bit over and over. <laughs> do you know all the 50 states? <laughs> no? We should do, list do them Do you want to say them? <laughs> say them right say now. Say them right now. <laughs> Do you know the Bill of Rights? <laughs> last, I went into uh, NaNoWriMo last year actually with an idea for a novel. Past few years, I haven't had an idea, and oh, I've wow, just started, started. And I haven't completed it. I haven't complete. I've gotten close a few years. So I did it two years in high school, mm-hmm. completed it both both those years. Wow. And then 
I got close a couple years since then. There was one year I got like 30,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually get like by the end of the month, I usually get to about the 20,000 word. Right. Last year I completed it. I got to 50,000 words. The story wasn't done and I haven't touched it since. Yeah. I went into it though with an idea all ready to go and like it was mostly mapped out for me mm-hmm. because the chapters were like chapter by chapter were going through the Mamma Mia soundtrack. Right. Or, and those were the themes of each of the chapters. Yeah, it was the mash. So, yeah, it, it's the, the mash Mamma Mia song pick. <laughs> Such a good idea. It's not done. I, but I got to 50,000 words, and then I just haven't touched it. Going into this this November, I don't really have, an, like, like that idea. You yeah. should try to write 50,000 more words of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You see, with that one, like, the inspiration struck me and grabbed me and pulled me straight through straight through the month. I don't have that coming into this month yet. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to par- try to participate every year, but we'll, we'll see. I don't have a like I a could try to idea. do fan fiction or something, but I don't know. Could do fan fiction of the uh, fantasy AU. Oh, the the from the My Hero mm-hmm. outro. Yeah, it's cute. Huh. The 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 art at the end of the episodes where it's like all fantasy. Yeah, I, I like those. Mm-hmm. I have caught a few episodes now. <laughs> Good. I don't know who anybody is. Well, it's so hard. It's really hard. You know, there's so many. I know characters. their pa- I know their powers and vaguely what they look like, but I yeah. but I do get them confused sometimes. Yes, and they've all got like like more so than the volleyball show. They all have extra names. Yeah, and they just use them interchangeably. Yep, and it's that's just hard. Mm-hmm. And then and then so and then they refer to each other also by like what kind of powers they have. Or like like it's like or like vaguely what they look like. And it's like, can you just one. <laughs> One name. One, please. It's so confusing. Yes. Are, are you watching up to date on this show? No. No, I'm not. We... When did we stop watching? We stopped watching it a few months ago, I think. We watched all that was on Hulu? I haven't... I'm only on... Or maybe we haven't finished what's on. I know on... we're definitely not up to date on it. I'm only on like the third episode of season five. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we stopped in the middle of like season three or four. Really? I think so. Steven I... tends to watch more than you do usually. What do you mean? Well, I mean, he went ahead of you and oh, Kaizen. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does go ahead of me sometimes and stuff like that. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, and then it'll be like it's only happened with a couple shows, but he'll watch ahead. And then he'll, like, have it on, and I'm like, I'm behind now, so I'm not even going to try to catch up. And then he'll, like, keep going. He'll be like, oh, okay, and then, like, keep going further ahead. That happened with, like, Naruto. Ugh. We started we started it together, and then he just kept watching it, and I was like, but I... And he's like, I just think... I thought you didn't like it. And I'm like, no, I did! <laughs> boo! <laughs> boo! Steven, Boo! <laughs> I shame I shame Steven on this podcast. So then we went back and started watching it together again okay. and now I'm now I'm watching it all the way through. But it happened with another show. It and happened the thing with was, it was Kaisen. out of your control because you were falling asleep. Yeah, exactly. And, he, and I was like, Well you're sleeping and he was like, No, we should just keep watching it and I'm like I'm like, Okay, well I'm I'm watching it right now but then he kept watching it on his phone later yep. and I'm like mm. <laughs> Yeah, he when he got when he got super into it, then he got into it. Yeah, and I was like, he's already pa- he's in the part, like he's already met Nanami, and I'm like, how? What? 
have a really terrible speaking of. Okay. Speaking of moving on without other people. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it works. Oh, it works. Speaking of moving on without those close to us. <laughs> Let's jump in to season two, episode one, In My Time of Dying. Oh, it's season two. Mm-hmm. We watched episode one of season two. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting for us. We start with a recap. We start with the writer. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The writer is Eric Kripke. The director is Kim Manners. Mm-hmm. It aired September 28th, 2006. This is a plot episode. Yes. yes. So we have our creator and our one, and the big director he trusts with those big episodes. Great. So, we, yeah, we start with a recap. Oh, uh, just kind of, like, overall from the very, very beginning and then picking what, like, little scenes that uh, here and there throughout the all of season one, um, starting with uh, the 22 years ago, what they witnessed, you know, kind of uh, mm-hmm. scene. Dad's been on a hunting trip, it's been home in a few days, and the... Uh, um, he wants us to pick up where he left, left off, off, saving people, hunting things like family business. We get Bobby's quote about there's a storm coming. Mm-hmm. We we remember that there are demons, that Meg, the yellow-eyed demon, Tom, are all yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're all, they're all like, Tom! It's a fake! It's a fake! <laughs> <laughs> we remember... That the boys hunt monsters, they save people, their father is a person, yeah. <laughs> he is there, their relationship with him is not a good one. Mm-hmm. These are all things we remember, and we remember that we end season one with a car crash. Yeah. A cliffhanger. A cliffhanger Ooh. car crash. And it, the, when it opened, it's like a, then, mm-hmm. and, and now. now. <laughs> and when we get now, we hear uh, Bad Moon Rising mm-hmm. playing. Over the I'm like, <laughs> reminded that when you get in an accident, the song you're listening to will probably be playing when they find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bad there's, there's, <laughs> there's um, and you know, if uh, if there's someone writing your story, it will probably be thematic. Find you and that's playing on the radio. Squirrels! Squirrels! <laughs> your neck is like hanging off, and you're like, Officer, I'm s- I could explain. There's squirrels in my pants. <laughs> Similarly, what you die in is your ghost outfit. Yes. <laughs> so, plan accordingly. <laughs> so yeah, we're where we left off. Boys and John are in the Impala, all bloodied. It's The car is totaled. And the demon guy that pushed them off the side of the road is getting out of his big truck. And he... <laughs> <laughs> pulls the whole side car, the side of their door off, um, and Sam cocks the gun, the Colt, and this uh, demon guy is like, you're not going to waste your bullet. It is the last bullet. And Sam's like, you want to try me? And then the demon smiles, and he's like, ah! <laughs> 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 
the demon holds his ground for about two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and is like, you know what? I'm not, not going to risk it. <laughs> nope. 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 This is above my pay grade. Bye. <laughs> and then, I'm a lower level demon. Yeah. yeah I don't this need is, this shit. I'm not going to do it. And then this poor guy is like, oh my God, did I do this? Yeah. Yeah. And he's he like to crumples. his knees yeah. and like on all fours. Sam kind of relaxes when the, the demon smoke is like up and out and vanishes, like blows away. Yeah. This guy is like, oh my God. Did I do this? And Sam is like, you know, tries to get, uh, tries to see if their dad is awake. No, tries to see if Dean's awake. Dean. Shouts for Dean. And then it goes like white, like to white screen. And yeah. then helicopters. Yeah, they're doing a helicopter paramedic rescue. Yeah. They're airlifting them out of there. They've got the, the all three of the boys on uh, on stretchers and neck braces. And Sam is calling out for John and Dean. And, he, and the paramedics are like, please stay calm. <laughs> please, please, you have stay to stay still. still. <laughs> And he's like, ah! He's like, are they even alive? And he doesn't get an answer. No. They're just like, we'll have to see when we we'll get there, like, sir. Like, 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 I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so it's this panicked scene and then cuts to a very quiet scene in the hospital. Uh, we hear, you know, voices over the hospital announcements calling for Dr. Bender. Yeah. Yeah. To the mental ward, no, please. Like the benders? No. <laughs> are, to are the they... mental ward. <laughs> um, and, they, and they call for a Michael Crawford. Please call 340. <laughs> and we see, like, the camera kind of follows down the hall into a room, and we see Dean sits up in bed. He mm-hmm. is in uh, just a plain white t-shirt and hospital scrub pants. And he, he like, sits up, like, kind of stiffly, stretches, hops out of bed. He's got, like, a nasty, like, gash on his forehead that... Yeah. It's been, like, stitched together. When I was watching this scene, I remember this episode, so I knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. But I did, it did cross my mind, like, well, at least it's not one of the, like, Ivy ripping out, yeah. hopping out of the hospital. <sighs> See, those scenes drive me crazy. It's like, no, no, those are important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't there's know a what, reason it's there. There's a reason that's there. You don't know what that's for. You don't know how deep that goes. Some of those IV lines go like yeah. up your arm into your chest. Don't just start ripping things out. Yeah, and nope. like, nope. And like, I talked to you earlier, like about this before, but and I know it's not the same thing, but it just always reminds me in Thor. When when he wakes up, he's like, oh, what? And he's like, oh, get all of this off of me. And he's, like, running around the hospital. And he he doesn't, like, know what a hospital is and what doctors are. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's so funny because he's just like, blasphemy, people putting this in my body. And he's just, like, just running around the hospital and, like, punching doctors in the face. <laughs> I always think of secondhand lions. <laughs> yeah. When uh, he checks himself out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. McCann checked himself out. <laughs> he comes tearing out into the hall. Who put me in here? You two. And they're like, no, no, nope, nope, not, not us. We're going to bet us. <laughs> but so at least he wasn't, you know, ripping IVs and stuff out of his arms. He just yeah. hopped out of bed. But running off into the hospital is not how you find a doctor. Because if you run off into the hospital, they've lost you. That's... <laughs> yep. He wanders out into the hall. Like, Dad... Anybody? He, he wanders far enough, and then there's, like, no one on this floor. Yeah. yeah. He wanders far enough that he has to go downstairs. And I and I and we've seen this staircase before. Yeah. We've used this set before. I know we have. It looks very familiar. Until Dean finds the nurse's station. And I just struck. Dean looks so young mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of small and in his, ki- in his hospital clothes. And he's, like, padding around in bare feet. Yeah. He's looking for an adult to help him. He's looking yeah. for an adult. 
Um, but he makes it to the nurse's station where there's a, you know, pretty nurse do, doing nurse stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, he tries to get her attention. He's like, um, hi, I was in a car crash and I'm looking for my family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just need to find them. And she is not looking up at him. He's like, hello? He snaps his fingers in her face and nothing. She just turns around and... And you watch his face from, like, he snaps a couple times. And you see his face, like, go, that was we. No. Mm-hmm. You see it happen. And then the next scene, he's running down the hall, back to his room, comes flying into his room, and he sees himself in the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his body has wires and stuff sticking in it. He's intubated. He's mm-hmm. got a tube up his nose. Yeah. He has IVs and stuff in. And it's like, well, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a flash, a new supernatural flash screen. Yeah, it's all fiery. Yeah. It's fiery. How weird. And uh, there's a different sound. It's not that fizzit, fizzit yeah. sound. There's a new sound. Do you recognize that sound? No. B. No? no? Not from hearing it, like, once. I don't know. Well, you have heard it before on this show. What is it? Oh, that's the sound of their mother dying. Oh. oh. Yeah. Nice. We're going to hear that a lot now. Oh, great. <laughs> Coming back from Flash Supernatural. It's on fire. <laughs> we are still in the hospital. Dean is still staring at his body when Sam comes in. It's looking bruised, but he could be a lot worse. Oh, yeah. And Dean says as much. Yeah, he's like, Sam, you look good, considering. But Sam can't hear him. Mm-mm. Yeah, he asks how his dad and nothing. Sam goes to Dean in the bed like, oh, no, 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 no. And then Dean standing up is like, come on, you're the psychic. Give me some ghost whispering or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. If this were ghost whisperer, she would be able to to see Dean here. Mm-hmm. This this is exactly her kind, of, her kind of thing. Yeah. She would not be trying to help him get into his own body. She would be trying to help him come to terms to yeah. come to terms and move on. That's her job. Right. She'd be trying to be doing what the re- Reaper's doing later. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get there. Oh, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. We get there when we get there! The doctor comes in and is like, John's awake. But uh, Dean's prognosis is less, less good. He starts listing off all of Dean's problems, internal bleeding and contusions and cerebral edema, and he may not wake up. And Sam's like, your bedside manner is very, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, whoa, the way that this doctor is talking to him is a little, I don't know, weird. It felt... It was blunt. Yeah. It was just almost curt. Yeah. It was like, like, so here's the facts. Here's a list of things that are wrong with this guy. He might not wake up. Prepare yourself. Yeah. Set, set reasonable like, expectations. He's like, be realistic. And over this, D- Ghost Dean is in the background trying to talk over the doctor and Sam, and he, they can't hear him. Sam is distressed. Like, um, Screw you, doc. I'm waking up. <laughs> the The doctor's prognosis is basically like, wait and see. Yeah. In John's room, John gives Sam his insurance card. Elroy McGillicuddy. And his two loving sons. John was like, so what else did the doctor say about Dean? Sam's like, nothing. Uh, if the doctors can't do anything, then we'll have to. I don't know, I'll find some hoodoo priest to lay some mojo on him. Which is exactly what Dean just said a moment before. Yeah. We're, we're starting to see, like, oh, maybe, 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 the, maybe psychic powers maybe are Sam's, working. Maybe Sam's psychic powers are working. Maybe ghost Dean can interact a little bit. So that's cool. But John is also, like, manager expectations. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, we'll look around, but, you know, that might not work. So we'll have to, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Where's the cult? Yeah. Yeah. And Sam's like, your son is dying and you're worried about the cult. 
It's like, we're hunting this demon and maybe it's hunting us too. Yeah, it feels very much like in this scene that John is trying, he, he woke up and is starting to give Sam orders from his hospital bed. Yeah. And th- and starts like telling him, he's like, okay, you gotta, go, gotta get the gun and where is it? And, blah, blah. and Sam's like, look, I already took care of it. It's in the trunk of the car, which has been towed, but I've already called Bobby to pick it up. So there's not like there's going to be some rando looking for it. I, I've got it taken care of. And John's like, well, make sure you take care of it. Kind of, yeah. Like, like, yeah. It's like, well, Bobby's got it. Okay, make, meet up with Bobby. Like, yes, yes okay. that's, that's what we were doing. doing. He's like, oh, so you're going to meet up with Bobby. Great. Here's a shopping list for Bobby. Have Bobby get these things. Sam asks what it's for, and John tells him it's for protection. And there's sort of a pause. And Sam's like, okay. But and on his way out, he asks John whether he knows what the demon meant by plans for him and children like him. And so, John, John's nope, like, nope, I don't. I'm like, no. yes, you do, John. We pan over to uh, Dean sitting in the corner. <laughs> Who's been watching this whole exchange? Like, will you sure know something? Yeah, Dean doesn't believe John at all. Like, that's bullshit, John. Mm-hmm. At the scrapyard, we see Sam and Bobby walk up to look at a still smoke smoking totaled Impala. Yeah. And that hurts. That hurts to see. That's Dean's baby. It, and it is destroyed. Yeah. Dean is going to be pissed. <laughs> And Bobby looking at it, he's like, this is not worth a tow. We really should be doing is just, like, clean it out and sell the parts for scraps. And Sam's like, ah, no, no, we can't do that. Because if we do that, that's like, if we give up on this car, that's basically the same. It's giving up on Dean. Uh, I need something to hang on to here because Dean might not wake up. But if we give up on the car, we've given up on Dean. (laughs) It's like, well, that's that's certainly a metaphor you are going with, Sam. And Bobby, as their as their surrogate father figure, sees that and yep. is like, and the soft look in Bobby's eyes when he yeah. realizes that, and he's like, okay, like, yeah, yep. okay, uh, I you will, got it, you got it. I'll tow this hunk of junk for you, and we'll deal with it from there. Um, yeah, Sam really needs this. He needs to hang on to this. He needs to believe that if 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 the Impala is salvageable, Dean is salvageable too. Yeah, yeah. He says like, if even if there's one working part, then it's enough. We need to, we can't give up on this. Um, and, and then he's like talking about the uh, shopping list thing. He shows it to Bobby. And Bobby, the most experienced lore person they know, yeah. immediately knows what, what's up with this list. Yeah. He, he sees the list and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, what's wrong? Bobby's like, oh, uh, it's nothing. It's like, he's like, what's the, what did he say this is for? He's like, protection, protection from and, and, the demon? And Bobby's like, like, Bobby's looking at this list like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks up at Sam like, um, no. 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 <laughs> yeah, n- no. nothing. It's it's just, it's like, Bobby, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, it's, your father's a piece of shit is what's going on, Sam. <laughs> We're back at the hospital in Dean's room. John is sitting in a wheelchair watching Dean's body. This scene made me almost cry. This was a a little bit of a sad scene. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dean is watching John watch his body, and he's pleading with his father to do something. And his father's just sitting there. He can't hear him. No. But he's not doing anything. He's just looking at him sad. But it's like, you haven't even called anyone to help me. You haven't done anything. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't even said anything to me. No, he's just sitting there. And he hasn't, he hasn't chased down any leads. He hasn't done any research. He hasn't made any phone calls. He is just sitting silently watching Dean's body. And Dean gets progressively, like, angrier and sadder as this goes. And he says, 
Like, I've done everything you've ever asked me. I've given everything I've ever had. Now you're just going to sit there and you're going to watch me die. What the hell kind of father are you? Absolutely fair. Yeah. (laughs) John doesn't have a response. So a rumbling begins. Dean notices, but nobody else seems to. And Dean takes off into the hospital. There's and a go where a ghost thing goes newum <laughs> rushes past the doorway. And Dean goes after it, wandering down the hall. Um, he sees it go into a room where a woman has collapsed on the floor and she's gasping. Dean calls for help, but no, no one, one can, can hear, hear him. him. And he rushes to her side. But there's nothing he can do. Yeah. And he she stops breathing. She just, he watches, he has to watch her die. There's nothing he can do. And he's like, like horrified. Like no one can hear him call for help. He can't interact with her in any way. There was a weird ghost thing and he can't do anything. This is the worst. Yeah. This is, this is nightmarish for him. He can't control anything. There, he, total loss of control. This is the worst. I mean, shink to commercial. Still in the hospital, Dean's trying to talk to Sam. Yeah, Sam walks into John's room. And yeah, Dean is like, Sammy, tell me you can freaking hear me. There's something in the hospital. You got to bring me back and we got to hunt this thing. Sam is mad. Yeah. He plops his duffel bag down on the floor and he looks at John and he's like, I can't remember the exact words that he said. It's like, you think I wouldn't find out? Is it that, that stuff that you sent me? To go to for for me and Bobby to collect that stuff is for uh, summoning mm-hmm. a demon, not for protection from a demon. You're planning on bringing the demon here and having some stupid macho showdown. <laughs> and John says, "I have a plan." Now, uh, where have we heard of that before, John? Yeah. <laughs> Every time that you have, have a, plan a plan and don't, or your plan is bad, uh, and your plan ends up with you wandering around a warehouse. <laughs> I have a plan. My plan is... Cuts to you. Just like, <laughs> my plan is... I don't know. No. I didn't actually <laughs> have a plan. I, it just needed to sound confident. This is... Whatever. Whether he has a plan or doesn't, uh, it's a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, that is exactly my point. Dean is dying and you have a plan. You care more about killing this demon than you do about saving your own son. And Dean is in the background of this, like like, like in previous scenes where Sam and John are arguing mm-hmm. and Dean is between them. Dean is like, you know, trying to position himself between he he's positioned himself between them in, in as far as the camera goes, and he's, you know, shouting trying to be heard over them, but they can't hear him. And he can't he physically cannot get between them because he can't interact with them. Yeah. And he's like, say, like trying to, like he's like, no, no, guys, don't do this, don't do this. And John says, "Do not tell me how I feel. I am doing this for Dean. Le- oh, you're doing this for Dean, like with Mary. You're doing this for Mary, right? You're doing this for Dean, like like you're doing this for Mary, like Sam. Yeah, just, just a couple episodes ago was doing this for you, like that, like that that very selfish thing that you both were doing." That, that you've done for Mary for 22 years and that Sam was doing for you? You're doing this for yourself, John. But when he says, I'm doing this for Dean, Dean pauses in like trying to, you know, shouting to get them to hear him and then looks at John. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was a very, like, the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No, you, no, you don't. No, you're, you're you not didn't. doing this for me. Since Sam's like, how, how is revenge going to help him? You're not thinking about anybody but yourself. It's the same selfish obsession. And Dean's, you know, back to trying to shout Don't do him. this. And then John goes, 
That's funny. I thought this was your obsession, too. This demon killed your mother, killed your girlfriend. You begged me to be a part of this hunt. Now, if you killed it, the damn, if you killed the damn thing when you had the chance, none of this would have happened. That's shitty. Yeah, mm-hmm. blaming Sam for all of this. And you can see on Dean the pain he's in because in this situation, normally, mm-hmm. Dean would be putting himself between John and Sam, right? And Dean would be the one shouldering the blame. Blaming Sam for bl- blaming Sam for not killing the demon. Blaming Sam for not being able to kill his own father. <laughs> John, you're an adult. You can't blame your child for not being able to kill you. W- when Dean is not there... Use it using Dean when Dean's not there to defend himself and to protect Sam from John. That's shitty. Yeah. And Dean, as this goes on, is looking desperate back and forth between them to the point where he is like, he can't anymore. And he says, I said, shut up, hits a glass of water and sends it flying and breaking on the ground. Both Sam and John stop and like look around like what was that. <laughs> Dude, I fall on Swayze, that mother. <laughs> Which is the closest I, we've gotten so far to, to, to a motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> Which is great. And I, like, I know, and part of the meta-analysis of this show is that if we were not seeing it through the lens of the CW and, you know, through, you know, an editor's lens, Sam and, Sam and Dean canonically curse a, a lot. lot. So and so, just that little peek peek through is like, oh, oh that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, did you understand the reference he was making? Yeah, Patrick Swayze and Ghost. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes, good. Because I know in Community. Oh yeah, and it, it gets referenced a lot. But in the pottery class, where the teacher was like, "I swear to God, if I see another person." Doing the scene from Ghost, they will be expelled. Then he points to like the no Patrick, the Patrick Swayze picture with the cross, <laughs> the crossed out. He was like, "I shouldn't have made that because he passed away recently." Oh no! He's like, but, but still, <laughs> still. <laughs> so in this moment, when Dean breaks the glass, and Sam and John stop, they look at the glass, and then John looks up at Sam. What was your read? On that. I think he thought mm. that Sam broke the glass. Oh, I didn't catch that, but that makes sense. Because at this point, the two of them have no reason to believe or know no, that, that, that Dean Dean's there. there. John does know about Sam's powers, though. Mm-hmm. And they were fighting, and then the glass flew off the table and broke. Matilda style. Yeah. And, yeah. Then look, and he looks at Sam. So as John and Sam like stare at each other and the, the broken glass... The rumbling begins again, and Dean sort of staggers backward, and his form starts to, like, fizzit. He, like, flickers, and he, he kind of has to, like, bend his knees and goes down to them, and then he's, like, flinching. He goes, he's like, what is this? And there's a commotion in the hallway. Sam goes to see what's happening. He gets to the doorway of Dean's room, and Dean flatlines. Yeah, the doctors are on him with the shock paddles, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of shouting, and... Too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, Dean comes around the corner. Ghost Dean comes around the corner and sees <laughs> the the ghost figure floating above his body. And he goes to confront it. He, you know, shouting 
you know, stay back, which sort of echoes, and Sam can hear. He hears something. He's like, well, that was weird. <laughs> um, Dean tries to fight the thing, grab it, but is thrown off into the wall, and it nooms out of the room with Dean in pursuit, and Dean's body's pulse returns. Sam is left still watching Dean's body, and Dean, you know, returns to reassure Sam that he's not going anywhere and that he can grab the spirit thing. Therefore, he can kill it. No. I'm not sure about his logic here. Right. Maybe he's thinking, like, I could punch it. I'm, no I'm not so completely helpless. So there, there might be a way that I can, that I can fight this thing. Yeah, I can touch that's... it so I can punch it. Yeah. And he's, he's going down swinging. That's his doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah. So whatever this thing is, he's going to fight it. Whether that's a good idea or not. <laughs> so Dean leaves Sam standing in the hallway looking kind of confused. Yeah. And he takes off into the hospital, barefoot, baggy pants. Mm-hmm. And he hears a woman shouting. Can anyone else hear me? Can you see me? Why won't you look at me? It's like, now what? (laughs) And he finds this woman, also in hospital clothes, yelling at people passing her by. And he goes immediately into talking to the victim mode. He's like, hey, hi. Hi. Hey, first of all, can you see me? Yeah. And she's like, she turns around. She's like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. She introduces herself as Tessa. And he's like, hi, I'm Dean. And she's like, am I dead? (laughs) What's happening to me? He's like, well, Dean, this sort of depends. Let's go find your body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we see Tessa's body in a hospital bed with someone sitting by her. And Tessa, in shock, was like, I just came in for an appendectomy. And Dean, his bedside manner tone needs a little work, comes in with a, well, I hate to to bear bad news, but I think there were some complications. (laughs) Yep. Like, Oh, Dean. <laughs> she's like, it's it's just a dream. A weird, unbelievably vivid dream. So, yeah, sorry, but I don't think it's just a dream. This is... Uh... Yeah, you ever hear of an out-of-body experience? Lord drop. What are you, some new AG kind of guy? You see with crystals and... Or listening to Yanni. Uh, he says it's a very old idea. Also called bilocation, crisis apparitions fetches basically they're spirits who are of people who are close to death he's like but don't worry because our bodies are gonna get better and then we'll just pop right back into them it's gonna be fine and we'll just wake up it's gonna be it's gonna be great <laughs> it's gonna be great <laughs> back in john's room sam and john talk about sam feeling dean's presence hmm. and john's like well you know anything's possible. possible which felt very Ooh. like okay All sam right sam you need to get some sleep. (laughs) Anything's possible. It felt like, well, I feel like you exploded that glass earlier. I don't want you to explode my head. So anything's (laughs) possible. Go get some sleep, buddy. Okay. (laughs) And John promises, he says, I promise I won't hunt this demon until we know that Dean's okay. Dean's like, I gotta say, I'm impressed. Back with Dean and Tessa, they're wandering the hospital. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, by you. She's being very chill. Yeah. And she seems to be, she's like, she's like, it's okay. She's like, well, I don't really know if I'm actually chill or like in shock, but I'm trying to get into the mindset of it's fate and it's meant to be. It's out of my control. And I'm just like accepting that. (laughs) And he, she's like, like, are you, are you, you, that's crap. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, are you okay with dying? She's like, No. But it's but if it's meant to be, it's, it's gonna meant to it's be. meant to be. It's like no, no, no that's that. absolute bullshit. 
No, I don't think so. I, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can either... He's like, you do. You always have a choice. You can either roll over and die, or you can keep fighting no matter what. There's a commo- hospital commotion. Yeah, Someone. we're interrupted by the PA system calling for Dr. Kripke. Ha, 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 I was like, well, there's uh, Dean's problem with control. When she was talking about, well, no, it's just, it's out of my control. And she was like, and there's nothing I can do about it. He was like, no, there's always something you can do about it. Yeah. Yes. So Dean runs after the, after the doctors as if he's going to be able to do something. Yeah. And she's like, uh, Dean, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I gotta okay, do stay here. There's an emergency. <laughs> I've, I've got to... Go stand near it. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs to a room, sees a ghost hovering, the ghost thing hovering above a patient, and it like puts its fingers kind of through the person's forehead, and he tries to get to it, uh, tries to get it to leave, and it vanishes, but the person dies. The doctors call it. It looks like a kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, doctors call time of death, and there's a nurse who says, well, at least she's not suffering anymore. And then Dean, you can see Dean pause as he starts to wonder. Yeah. Like, he's made a connection there. I've connected the dots. <laughs> I've connected. <laughs> I've connected them. <laughs> Commercial. Back in Dean's room. Sam comes in with a brown paper bag, <laughs> and he starts talking to Dean's body, and he's like, don't laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, if you're around, I know you're going to make fun of me for this, but there is a way we can talk. And he pulls out a Ouija board. A mystical talking board. The Luigi board? It's a mystical oh talking board, because Ouija boards kind of is, like, trademarked by... Uh, what? Milton uh, Bradley? The, the Milton Bradley, I think, yeah. Oh my god. It's a, it's, it's a board game. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's a board board game. Yeah, that's fun. Made by the board game people. (laughs) That's funny. So it's a mystical talking board. Mystical talking board. Dean's like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) He's like, I feel like I'm at a slumber party. Yeah, they both sit cross-legged on the floor with the the board in between them. This must have been just so fun to film. Yeah. Just sitting there with a Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) Their hands on the planchette. And he's like, he's like, okay, okay. And yeah, Dean's like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, he goes like, Dean, are you here? Yeah. <laughs> and Dean is able to move it to yes. Sam is relieved. He's like, oh, God, it's good to hear from you, man. It's like, oh, thank God, it hasn't been the same without you. You're still here, thank God. And The thing is, this would be interesting. It would be spooky to play alone because usually people play it with the other people. Right. If you play it all by yourself and it still moves. That would be, <laughs> that would be terrifying. Do you know how, how Ouija boards work? Like, like, how, like how, how, I how thought it was moves. just one person Someone. is moving it. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it is like one person in the group is being like, oh, I'm going to move it around and make it say things. There is a studied phenomenon where it's like a, it's a psychological thing where like the, you accidentally the, move it yourself. The collective group, like like if you know you have a bunch of people all holding on to the planchette, like the collective group will will move it together without realizing it. Wow, it's the group doing it. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's and they're like it's moving by itself. No, you're all moving it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another one that's, that involves moving. You know, you know the Victorians were all about like the, the whatever. Yeah. If there was, it involved moving like this little table, like scooting it, or it, it was like a parlor, like a mm-hmm. party. Yeah. Thing. And it was like, oh, it's the ghost is moving the table. It's this little table, that end table, that you were scooting around the hardwood floor. <laughs> and you were all, like, doing it together. 
It's, <laughs> it's you it's guys. It's ghosts, though. It's a haunted little table. No, it's you guys. Sam, Sam and Dean are together, are able to use this Ouija board. <laughs> Dean spells out the word hunt, and Sam's like, are, are you hunting? Like, 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 seriously, dude? You're, right now? You're, you're a ghost. Right now. Right now. You're a ghost. And, and no days off. <laughs> You're you're kind of dead. You can't take five minutes to relax. <laughs> you're hunting now. So yeah, it's important. We need to do a hunt. Yep. And he's like, what is it? And he spells out Reaper. And then Dean says, you know, to himself or to Sam, but uh, he's like, I, I don't think it's killing people. I think it's taking them when it's, their time is up. And Sam asks, is it after you? And Dean moves it to yes. There is a moment of hesitation there, but he's yeah. like, "Say, so I better tell the truth." And... Yep. Yes, it's after me. Sam, Sam and Dean like kind of talking to them. Dean talking to Sam, but Sam can't hear him. And then Sam talking to himself, like in agree in agreement. Um, Dean's screwed because you can't kill death, and if it's in its natural environment like this, there's nothing you can do. And but Sam's like, "Uh, no, no, I'm gonna go tell Dad." Yep. There's got to be a way. Dad will know. Dad, Dad will know. No, Dad will know what to do. I'm gonna go get to get our Dad. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> he goes to John's room. Dad's not there. He's not there. Now this is a circumstance though, because Dad well was Dad hooked up to the IV? I think John had some IVs in him. Yeah. yeah. And he and just got popping out of bed. Yep. His arms in a sling. <laughs> and is heading down into the basement. Now these doors were unlocked. Were just unlocked. <laughs> The, the doors to the basement. But on one door, it said boiler room. Yeah. And on the other door, it said biohazard. <laughs> I'm, what biohazard are you storing in your in boiler, boiler room? room. I, I don't like that. No. Uh, it's a big room. The poor janitor. It's like the entire basement. Yeah. And, uh. Poor custodial staff. <laughs> it's so dark. There are lights on and you can't see anything. Yeah. There, there are a CW show. <laughs> yeah, I know. There, like, there are overhead lights on, and even when John walks directly underneath them, you can barely mm-hmm. see him. What kind of ba- dark, scary basement is this? Yeah, the hospital needs to take a look at this. There's something wrong down here. <laughs> He's doing a conjuring down here. I think it's he so, had to do that. It's so for it it's to... so dark. You can't. He can't. He can't possibly see what the conjuring is. He's doing. <laughs> yeah, I think he had. I think he had to make the the mood lighting like that in order to do the conjuring. <laughs> it's got to be dark and scary to do a conjuring. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. So he goes down into this hospital, and he's got his arm in a sling, and he's holding, a, like, a duffel bag of stuff. They're going to say he's holding a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and he finds a room with slightly more light to put down the duffel and begin drawing with chalk on the floor. Back in Dean's room, Sam returns to tell Dean's body that John is gone. And Dean's like, oh, where, where is he? he? I am suspicious mm-hmm. at his behavior. But Sam's like, don't worry, I've got his journal. We need our handy dandy notebook. Notebook, right. And Dean is like, thanks for not giving up on me, Sammy. The fond look he gives Sam is so soft. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sam opens the journal and gets to the Reaper section. Dean like reads over his shoulder. Um, and it is a cool prop. Hard I tried to read. <laughs> I tried to pause. I paused it and was looking at the words, and it looked like they were using like biblical quote type language, but huh. I couldn't like parse what it was saying. I was wondering. Is Sam still checked in as being a res like? 
A patient? A patient here? Unclear. Probably not. I'm like, okay, so then is there a limit to the visiting hours? (laughs) He's just allowed to wander around. As far as I can tell, there is no supervision in this hospital. (laughs) Because, like, people are just wandering around. Yeah, no, there's no hospital staff telling him no. (laughs) He's just allowed to go wherever he wants. I couldn't parse what... Yeah, and it was so quick on the paper. I couldn't tell what... Like, you can see the words pretty clearly, but it was, like, a lot of uh, collections of words that didn't make a ton of sense together. (laughs) And whoever's handwriting it was, uh, I don't don't know who who did all the handwriting in it, but they write in all caps. In big letters, though, it does say, Reapers, Grim Specter of Death. And Dean, reading over Sam's shoulder, gets in a good son of a bitch. Yeah. He goes to Tessa's room, and she's there, but her body isn't. It's an empty hospital room. She's sitting on the bed. It's dark. And Dean is pissed. Yeah. I love it. He he comes in with, you read the most interesting things. And it almost didn't sound like him for a second. Yeah. It sounded, yeah, it sounded we like, like, like towing the line into villainy. Yeah. Like this, this was almost a villain voice he was doing. It was this- almost the voice when he was uh, interrogating <laughs> Megan. Or Meg. Who's Megan? Meg- <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Megan. Who's, who's Megan? <laughs> <laughs> My brain elongated her name. Megan. Megan. <laughs> Megan, no. <laughs> Megan, no. One. <laughs> Mine start. It was like, want to see You want to see how many cookies I can fit in my mouth? <laughs> Megan, no. Megan, no. Megan, no. One. We here at Three Idiots are big A. It's Pineo fans. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I miss that guy. Dean is like, for example, did you know that Reapers can alter human perception? Basically, they can make themselves appear however they want. Like, say, a pretty girl. You're much prettier than the last Reaper I met. Mm. She, and she's 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 not like, how did you know? She was just, she's just sitting there quietly, mm-hmm. yep. letting him do his thing. And she's, I was wondering when you would figure it out. Um, you saw my true form, though, and flipped out. This is the only way I could get you to talk to me. Like, so yeah, let's talk. And she's, she, throughout all of this, she stays very calm Mm -hmm. and is, assures him that death is nothing to fear. It's your time to go, Dean, and you're living on borrowed time already. Which, at this point, I'm not sure she's referring to his, this out-of-body experience. Right. Because he's already slipped through another reaper. Yeah. And that, that is, that is sort of how he feels about you know getting away with uh, the whole faith healer deal. Yeah. We'll we we'll, we keep switching back to their conversation in in Tess's room. But we've now switched back to the basement where John has completed drawing with his chalk. Now, did you recognize this symbol? It looked familiar, but I don't know why. If you knew this symbol, if you're familiar with the symbol, you would know this demon's name. Oh, okay. This this the symbol has a demon's name attached to it. 
I don't know. Not important. Okay. At this at this point, but I mean important. Um, the thing I I want to bring up, like you'll learn it at some point. It's not important for you to know right now. Right. The important thing that I wanted to bring up is John has to know it. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't just. This isn't just. Some, you know, some pentagram, some pentagram pentecostal. Pentagons, pentecostals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, this, this is a demon name summoning. This yeah. is, this is summoning a specific demon by name. So John has to know the demon's name. When he would have had time to do that while well, he's been in the hospital. How long has he known what this demon's name is? Yeah. How long has he been able to summon this demon? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's, it's just, a, that was, that's very interesting to me there, that John is just able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But John does, he does his whole ritual thing. He's got candles, he's got chalk, he's got something powdered, he's got blood from his hand, he's speaking in Latin, he sets off an illegal firework. <laughs> yeah. We're going to say he lights a match, lets it fall into sand, I guess. <laughs> which, which, well, like, like firecracker, visit, you know. Sparkles. Explodes into fire for a couple of seconds. And then there's a long, silent pause where he's just kind of standing and looking around. Yep. And then we get a little jump scare. Yeah, it almost, it got me a little bit. Oh, good. I, I flinched. Good. That's funny. Uh, the, uh, with the, the jump scare is a hand on his shoulder and he turns, it turns him around. And it's like some janitor guy. Yeah. He's like, dude, what are you doing down here? What, are you, what the hell are you doing down here, buddy? He's like, come on, let's let's bring you upstairs. He's like, uh, was, I can explain. So yeah, well, you're going to explain to security. Let's go. John and- pulls out the cold. <laughs> and when I was watching this, my first instinct was like, it, this feels, I'm like, this feels too much of a coincidence for this guy to be the yellow eye demon. But it also, I was like, ah, I feel like, should it be a twist? Should it not be a twist? I was like, hmm, I don't know. But it also feels weird for him to be pulling this gun on just this random janitor. Yep. Um, and then he he pulls the gun on this janitor, and he's like, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's eyes go yellow. And I'm like, oh! John says, how stupid do you think I am? And the demon's like, you really want an honest answer to that? (laughs) Now, this was very exciting, because when I think of the yellow-eyed demon, this is who I remember. Oh, it's this guy. It's this guy. It's who who I think of when I think of the yellow-eyed demon. I really like this guy. I liked him, too. He was good. Fred Lane. L-E-H-N-E. Laney? Frederick. Frederick. Does he come back? Yes. Good. I believe so. He, but he, he is who I think of, and I really like his portrayal because mm-hmm. we've seen so far we've seen the yellow eyed demon as a shadowy figure in a burning building, mm-hmm. shadowy figure in memories and visions, mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes, <laughs> this is like the first, you know, first yellow eyed demon who we don't have some other association for, right? And he's prob he's possessing some janitor, yeah. in the hospital. We assume. But when I think of the yellow-eyed demon, this is who I remember. <laughs> and I really do like his portrayal of him. He's 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 funny mm-hmm. and sharp. Yes. Like you conjuring me, John, I'm surprised. I took you for a lot of things, but suicidally reckless wasn't one of them. Oh, my God. I'm like, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> because that's, that's his, his whole thing. That's one of his only personality traits. <laughs> <laughs> is suicidally reckless. And that's a personality trait that his boys picked up from him. Yep. It's one of the only things he does. <laughs> and John, the John, he's got the gun on him and he's like, I could shoot you. <laughs> he's like, 
<laughs> yeah. You could miss. You only got one shot. And you just, and you just oh. 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 <laughs> Do you really think you could trap me? He's like, I, oh, I don't want to trap you. I want to make a deal. And he uncocks the bullet, or the gun. Yeah. And And the demon smiles. He's like, oh. So this is, this is exciting, because I think this is, this is our first demon deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. They almost made a deal with Meg. Kind Kind of. of. And she was like, you promised! Yeah. Kind of. They didn't but it wasn't like a it was it wasn't like a fair a, like double sided deal and it it wasn't when like when i say demon deal i mean like a, like a deal magically devil. binding like contract contract yeah that 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 with with meg was more was just extortion yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that wasn't a deal like also a, deals will this deal okay i don't want spoilers but is this the type of demon that's going to find a loophole to be like okay so you is the type of be like you asked for to be to for money uh for like the specific amount of money but and i gave it to you but uh now you're gonna go to jail because i gave it to you uh from the bank and now you're wanted for money uh well when making any in any universe when making any kind of deal with any kind of supernatural being, you've already made a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. If you're in that situation, you're it's already gone horribly, horribly wrong. Don't do that. Whether that's a fey creature or a devil or a demon, if you're playing D&D or if you're in the supernatural world. All of them. Bad idea. Don't do that. Yeah. What if you wished for universal health care? Because <laughs> then, what would you have to give up? Yeah. Oh, you have to give up something. Well, well you can't get something for nothing. It's a deal. Oh, a deal. But like, what if? What if? Um. Yeah, we're talking about deals. But I'm thinking because in English we read a story about the monkey. Was it the monkey's paw? Yeah, it was the monkey's paw. <laughs> That's a pretty classic English short I've story. Read that one. Oh, it's a it's one of those classic short stories like The Raven or. Right. You know, the most lady. dangerous, <laughs> yeah. the land, or the most dangerous game, or yeah. you know, whatever. It's one of those classic. Slaughter. I don't remember who wrote Monkey's Pop, but it's one of those classic English lit. Probably O. Henry. No, just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we read a lot of short stories by O. Henry. I don't remember who wrote the Monkey's Pop, but basically, it's this. Um, it's it's a it's a you know mummified monkey's paw that some British imperialist brought back from somewhere. Right. <laughs> okay. As they do. And it grants wishes, but the wishes are always super twisted. So, like, you know, if your dog yeah. died and and you're like, oh, man, I want my dog back, a finger curls on the monkey's paw, and then you've got a zombie dog trying to eat you. Yeah. It's that type of thing. Um, to answer your question, though, in the supernatural canon, sometimes, sometimes demons are that kind of nasty loophole thing. Um, there are different types of contracts for different purposes. Some of them are uh, one-and-done things. Some of them are, like, timeline-based. So you, like, you know, you're going to get... So, like, you, your, your contract is you want to be super wealthy. So you, you know, find oil on your property, and you can mine that, and you have 10 years to you for you and your family to get super wealthy, and then the demons are going to come and take your soul. Mm. Right. Type of thing. So you have, you have 10 years of, of wealth, and then they come and get you. 
or one year or whatever. Like it's, it's it varies depending depending on the demon and depending on the deal and what else is going on, depending on how loopholey they want to be. But but very exciting that this is the first demon deal we see. And by demon deal, I do mean like binding contract, magically binding. It's it's very exciting mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're always a mistake every single time. Yeah, yeah. don't do it. Mm-mm. It's like, but, but I could get, but like I could say it's, and, and they're always, it's always like trying to save someone else's life. Yeah. It's like, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You've just made the situation worse by introducing demons to it. And it's always like, I'll sacrifice myself to, well, then they're just going to turn around and do that for you. And now you're both in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Back in Dean's room, Sam is talking to his body in an empty room and Sam looks like he's getting desperate mm-hmm. and feeling lost. And he says, like, you can't, you can't leave me. Um, we were just starting to be brothers again. And it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I couldn't find anything in the journal, but, and I, I don't know how to help you, but I'll keep trying as, as long as you keep fighting. As long as you keep fighting. Back in Tessa's room where Dean's talking to her, Dean's like, listen, you got to make an exception. Cut me a break. I know you must hear this all the time, but this is important. And she just sits there and she says, stage three, bargaining. Yep. Very calmly, very quietly, letting him work through his stuff. I kind of like Yeah, I think she was a good character. I liked her. She's not villainous. No. Like a lot of monsters we've seen. Yeah. Um, she just is. She mm-hmm. is doing a she, job. Yeah, she has a job. She lives in a hospital and she takes people when it's their time. And she gently explains to him that she's heard it all before. Every soldier she's ever reaped says the same thing, that but the battle will continue without them. The fight is over for him. Yeah. And she assures him, like, even though he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I gotta save, I gotta save them. I gotta keep doing it. She's like, she tries to assure him that this is an honorable death, a warrior's death. He says, there's no such thing as an honorable death. He says, my corpse is going to rot in the ground and my family is going to die. And she's like, that may be. But she confronts him with the reality that well, while she can't make him leave, that's true. She can't make him go. If he stays, that's how angry spirits happen. If he stays, he'll become one of the monsters he hunts. Yeah. He'll stay for years. Over the decades, it'll probably drive you mad. And then you might get violent. He's like, she's like, yeah, the, these angry spirits, they can't let go. They can't move on. And you're about to become one. I want... So this line Dean has, there's no such thing as an honorable death. My corpse is going to rot in the ground. I want to revisit that line at a later date. Okay. Because this is one of those unintentional foreshadowing things mm-hmm. that the writers have done. And it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the basement, the LOI demon is getting a little bit of a... A little bit of a villain monologue. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, if only your boys know how much their daddy loved them. And he's getting, he's got that, you know, it's very unseemly making deals with devils. Mm-hmm. Um, John says he, he will give the demon the gun and the bullet in exchange for Dean. It's like, why, John? You're a sentimentalist. Mm-hmm. And he you know, concedes, like, yeah, well, he's like, you're, you're, you're right. Dean's really not much of a threat. And neither is Sam. And he goes to John and he says, you know the truth about Sam and the other children. But you've been keeping it from him. You've been playing dumb. And John's like, yeah, he's known for a while. Can you fix Deep? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. He's like, no. But I know someone who can. So that's not a problem. 
So John says, uh, he's like, great. I want to check on Dean with my own eyes, though. Oh, John, I'm offended. Don't you trust me? The delivery here is so great. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 he's just shy of being a scenery-chewing villain. Mm-hmm. It's, we're, we're getting there, though. We're getting there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love, I love, a, I love a good, a good supervillain smirk. A little, oh, don't, don't you trust me? It's such a stupid line. Because, <laughs> like, of course not. Obviously not. You're a demon and you're evil. <laughs> but it's, I just like it. It's just like a little juicy, just tasty, tasty little delivery. And John's like, okay, great deal. And the demon's like, that's, mm, no, we've, <laughs> you've told me what you want and what you're willing to pay for it. Doesn't mean I have to take the deal. Yeah. You have to sweeten the pot. Actually give me something that I want. Yeah. Something else that I want as much as that gun, maybe more. John's like, it's a good deal though. And he's like, mm, that, yeah, that's the problem. It's a good deal for you. Yeah. The way demon deals work, it's got to actually not be a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> or even if it is a good deal for you be an even better deal for the demon. Right. That's that's how demon deals work. Back in Tess's room. It's so dark, I know. I'm like, turn the light on, please. I can't see anything. <laughs> They're both sitting on the bed. Yeah, she's stroking Dean's head. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's time to put the pain behind you. And in every one of these scenes we've seen with Dean and Tessa talking, he is like... He's physically getting closer to her. Mm-hmm. And just his body language is... He's like falling in on himself. And he just looks tired yeah it seems like he's getting like it's more of like an acceptance yeah we're getting closer to acceptance she's good at her job Mm -hmm. she's talking him down and in every scene we've seen like progressing up to this point he's getting closer and closer to giving in saying yes and moving on yeah he's like and go where like where where would i where would i go just like i can't give away the punchline yeah, moment of truth. No changing your mind later, though. And the lights start flickering. He's like... Dean jumps up. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, why, why are you doing that? She goes, I'm not doing it. And then the smoke comes out of the vents. The black demon smoke out of the vent by the floor. She turns and screams and says, you can't do this. Get away. And the demon possesses the reaper. He's like, it's your lucky day. <laughs> yeah, she turns around with yellow eyes. Today's your lucky day, kid. Puts her hand on Dean's head, the way we've seen the Reaper do before, and Dean wakes up in his hospital bed, gasping <laughs> and choking around the tube in his throat. And Sam's there, he's like, oh my god! <laughs> uh, help! help! I need help! 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 help. <laughs> eyes! Get me eyes! <laughs> What's that from? Ice! Get the ice. ice. Um, Princess Princess Diaries with the gym teacher when she hits him in the head with the baseball bat or with the the baseball. Oh my god! (laughs) In the hospital, the doctor is listing off Dean's miraculous recovery while Dean sits in the bed and Sam stands by. The poor medicinal staff. I know. This is the second time they're like, "Wow, there's no trace of anything wrong with you." Yep. You came in here having been run over by a truck. <laughs> and now you're and fine. An hour ago, we weren't sure if you were going to wake up. <laughs> you have Before, been completely you flatlined. Yeah. yeah. And now you did kind of die. There is no sign that that even happened. Yeah. You're literally fine now. Like, all the swelling in your brain is gone. Like, how? That's, how? Not, that's not how possible. And the doctor says, you got to have some kind of angel watching over you. <laughs> Again, 
with the Misha, with the, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> with the with that Probably unintentional not. foreshadowing. But Dean doesn't remember anything. He does, he's got nothing. Um, I hate it when they do that. He can't remember. So Sam has to tell him that there was a Reaper after him, but they're not sure how he came back. And Dean's like, I don't remember, except for this pit in my stomach. It's like, Sam, something's wrong. Yeah. That, that, that pit in his stomach he feels is kind of referenced later. There's, there's something there. So just, 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 I just put the flag on that point. Okay. There, there's, there, no, not like in the season. In the season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, late. Well, I actually don't remember if it's this season or next. I don't remember when it happens, but there are a couple references to this feeling okay. later. Yeah, funny feeling. And it's it's a it's it is a wrongness. Yeah. That and what 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 just happened was wrong. That was a a demon took over a reaper and sent him back to his body. That should not have happened. Mm-mm. There, there is a feeling of wrongness there. I know. Would I cut the show short? But like, what John did was wrong. It kind. Oh, dealing with the demon, you mean? Yeah, and uh, having the demon get rid of the Reaper. It was probably right for the Reaper to. If everything went along uninterfered with, that was the natural course of things. Yeah. Was the Reaper was there to collect Dean? Yeah, Dean was supposed to die. This is the second time he's supposed to have died. There's a knock on the door. It's John. He asks Dean how he's feeling, and Dean's like, I'm alive. John says, well, that's what matters. Sam is like, oh, where were you last night? And John is looking at Dean, and he does this slow <laughs> eye raise to up to Sam, like, with, with a frozen expression, like, oh, like, yeah? like, like, shut the fuck up, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, I had some things to take care of. He's like, well, that's specific. <laughs> he goes, did you go after that demon? John says, no. Why don't I believe you right now? And John steps into the room and says, can we not fight? You know, half the time we're fighting, I don't even know what we're fighting about. We're just buttonheads. I'm like, oh my god. Just, and, just dismissing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, if you don't know what you're fighting about, that could be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, but look, Sammy, I've, I've made some mistakes, but I've always done the best I could. I just don't want to fight anymore. And he's he's tearing. He's he's quiet voice mm-hmm. during this. And Sam's Sam's looking at him like this is really weird. Yeah. He goes, Dad, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> and John just does this quiet kind of sad smile. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I'm just a little tired. Hey, Sam, would you mind just get me a cup of caffeine? Just and a cup of <laughs> just pure caffeine. Sure. No. <laughs> the po- essence of caffeine. Poison. 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 <laughs> so bitter. Mm. Uh, and Sam's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. sure. And leaves. Dean's like, what is it? And John has this sort of slightly tearful, choked up monologue he gives Dean, where he's like, you know, remember how when you were a kid and I'd come home from a hunt and I would be really upset and you you would comfort me? Yeah. <laughs> and you aren't supposed to do that because I'm supposed to be the adult here? So like, you, you'd yeah, put- I should have been saying it's okay to you in, instead yeah. of you saying that to me. So you, you grew up too fast, huh? Yeah, sorry about that. And Dean's like, "Why are like, you saying this?" He says, what? "You you did you did that, and you didn't complain not once. I just want you to know, I'm so proud of you." And Dean says, "This really you talking? Yeah. Like, are are you possessed again? <laughs> like, we went through this before. Yeah. Are you? This is you." And John's like, "Yeah, that's really me." And he says, "Why are you saying all this stuff? I want you to watch out for Sammy. 
Okay. That's there. Dean's like, I, I know, you know, I will. You're scaring me. It's like, don't be scared, Dean. <laughs> and he, there's this ominous music cue as John leans in and whispers something I in Dean's ear. He was ear. gonna kiss him on the side of the cheek. Ominous cheek kiss. <laughs> 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 he, he leans in and says something to Dean. And when he's done and he pulls back, Dean's Dean's look of fear and he's sad and scared and kind of horrified at whatever John just said to him. Yeah. And then and John pulls away, doesn't say anything else. He just nods. Walks away. Yeah. That's the that's the last thing he says to, to Dean there. And he leaves. He goes to another room. He puts the colt on the table. And says, okay. Sam, coming back with a cup of coffee, passes the room and sees John on his back on the floor. Drops the cup of coffee, sprints in, calling for help. We see John flatline, not responding to, you know, the shock paddles. And yeah, Dean and Sam get to the doorway. A nurse kind of won't let them in. And they're like, that's my that's dad. My, that's our dad. Still no pulse. Yeah. All right. Doctors call it 1041 a.m. And the episode ends. John is dead. Is that the end of John? John's dead. Is it the end of John? I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, John's dead. Remember last episode when you were like, I can't wait until John is gone. And I was like, what? Shuffles off his mortal coil? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, no, it just leaves. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you won't have to wait very long. I'm like, what? You're like, nothing. I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um bye John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. Hi, John. Um this is gonna be horribly traumatic for them. Oh, yeah. Of course. This is this is just not good. Here's the thing. Fuck John. But I don't wanna see them sad. No. It's yeah, um heads up the next this the, the next character arc for both of them is a little rough. Oh, yeah. uh, why? I mean I know why. <laughs> <laughs> um we're we're gonna get to see, if I remember correctly, a lot of very angry Dean. Yeah. Um so the last thing John says to his boys, he says something to Dean. I know what it is. <laughs> I know and something. he says, go grab me some caffeine. Yeah. Sam. He tells Sam, I don't, I don't want to fight, fight anymore. Because that's the, he knows that's, that's the last conversation they're going to have is a fight. And he's like, I don't want to fight anymore. Let's just leave it. Yeah. At least neutral. And he sends him out of the room. Yeah. Why couldn't he that's have... The last, that's the last thing he says to Sam. Why couldn't he have at least walked over, hugged him, been like, go grab me a cup of coffee. Mwah. <laughs> because they would have been you're possessed <laughs> and yep. been like Dean I love you here's the information Mwah. And <laughs> yeah he says he tells Dean he's proud of him and then leans in and tells him something else something that something that horrifies him yeah smooches him mm-hmm. and then go away so what we think of the episode season Two, episode one. It was really good. It was good. I really liked the Reaper. I think she was. Same. I think she was really cool. Tess was great. I I liked her enough that I was contemplating even before we had the reveal. I was like, you know, I should draw her. I was thinking of sketching her on the paper. Cool. I thought, yeah. I was thinking yeah, like, is draw she? Her. I was like, should I? I was thinking like, is she gonna be a recurring hit? No. No, she's not going to be a recurring character. She's de- probably dead. Yeah, possession does not mean she's dead. Hmm. 
and she was possessed. And then so the she'll demon still will be leave. in the hospital, probably. Or around. Yeah. We'll see her again. <gasps> we will? Oh, good. We'll see her again. Good. Well, good. Mm-hmm. As a neutral as a, as a As a reaper. I mean, you know, the, you know how the boys are. Their whole thing is saving people, and reaper's job is to make the people not be around anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, her job is a neutral one. Yeah. So, I think the first reaper would be like, oh, <laughs> Well, the first reaper was being controlled by someone That's else. That's true. And it was actively after Dean... Because it was being controlled by someone else. That's true. Do we have anything else we want to say about this episode? Um, anything we're looking forward to this season? I'm looking forward to please no more, no more, um, or at least tone down Horny Dean. Yeah. He wasn't particularly horny this episode. No, no he wasn't. And he didn't even, he, he didn't say anything to the nurse like that. No, he said He yeah. didn't say anything to Tessa like that. He said turn on. Yeah, he said one little thing like, oh, is that a turn-on for you? It was, but it wasn't... It wasn't like, I'm horny about this. No, it was It and was distressed, like, oh, like... It was, um, a, and it was, it felt like he was trying to make a joke to deflect from being afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it felt, it was a joke that fell flat, mm-hmm. and it was very, def- it was a very defensive-sounding joke. Certainly not, it didn't f- Plus, feel... Plus, then I cut to her, and she was calm, and it... And yeah, she was like unfazed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it was it was a sort of a defensive attack on her, and she was like, "No, no." And she mm-hmm. was like, "You're cute, but yep, just it's quiet and a little bit sad sounding, but very calm." Um, if he was going to be horny this episode, I would have expected it to be with the uh, receptionist, yeah. nurse. But nothing. No, mm-hmm. so that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciated that. I appreciated. A little bit, the very little bit of screen time Bobby got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Bobby. Bobby's great, and uh, I'm really hoping that he can stand in and be a way better dad. Yeah, he already has. He already years. has been a way better dad than we've John. seen him twice. Um, because we saw him be a way better dad to both to Dean and now to Sam, because Sam was having kind of a a freak out and was like, I don't know if he was like, we can't, we can't just, uh, rummage for parts. We have to tow this because even if one part can be saved and the whole thing can, because this car is Dean to me. And he was like, just like looked at Sam and was like, okay. And I do want to recall uh, the last time Bobby saw them, they were at his house they interrogated Meg. He disposed of a body. Well, he had to deal with Meg's body. Mm-hmm. And they left to go rescue John. Yeah, him not knowing whether they were going to come back or not. Right. Uh, so the next time he gets a call, it's from Sam, who's like, hey, we were all in a car crash. A demon was involved. We're all in the hospital. John's conscious, but his arm's broken and he's kind of messed up. Dean may not wake up again. You've you've got to help me get Dean's car. This is like not worst case scenario, but this was a bad scenario. This was bad. This was definitely bad. Yeah. Um, as far as encounters with demons could go, Bobby, it's entirely possible Bobby would just never hear from them again. Yeah. Or never hear from them again, and then de- demons would show up at his door. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely not worst case, but bad, mm-hmm. definitely. But 
Bobby showed up, mm-hmm. drove. It was a couple hours. Yeah, because he was like, he's an hour away. So it must whenever, have been. Whenever Sam called him yeah. um, to go get the car that was totaled, that's not even worth a tow, to bring it back to his scrapyard for Dean, who may not wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the kind of thing a loving father does. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely is the kind of thing a loving father does. I don't think it's something John would do. No, no, absolutely not. Especially not after it's the it's the car. Yeah. So like he would just be mad at Dean for getting them into that situation where where the car was totaled. Yeah. Absolutely. I really, really enjoyed this episode. Oh Mm -hmm. good. I'm yeah, I think so far very good start to season two. Good. I'm 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 glad. Yeah. Um I yeah, I I feel like there hasn't been like a a super like dip in quality from beginning of or you know, beginning of season two, end of season one. Right. I think we were we sort of like we pretty steadily increased in quality. There was a bit of a roller coaster right there in the middle. Yeah. But uh <laughs> pretty steadily increased in quality throughout season one and now we're they 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 found their footing and now they're a pretty good show so far. Yeah, they've kept the momentum. Yeah, it's good. We'll see if we'll see if we get going, keeping the momentum next time on season two, episode two, Everybody Loves a Clown. Oh no. No. The episode description. After listening to a message on John's cell phone from a woman named Ellen, Sam and Dean decide to track her down. <laughs> All right. That's so vague. Suitably vague, Netflix. All right, you. (laughs) You've definitely just watched the intro. (laughs) So, um, listeners, in case you hadn't gotten the gotten the memo, we are on a once a week schedule now. We we are uploading on Wednesdays, so keep an eye on your uh, podcatcher feeds on Wednesdays. Um, So, our next episode, season two, episode two, will be next week on Wednesday. So until then, uh, I have been a host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia. And I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruff Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Idgets Pod on most of the internet and get in touch with us by emailing 3 Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.